Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, How a Harmonious Office Affects Your Success, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory of my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abnp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Carla Green is a California native who grew up near Fresno and has lived up and down the state. She graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo with a degree in journalism, then worked in marketing and public relations in San Francisco and Los Angeles until she decided to be her own boss in 1990. Since then, she has combined her love of the written word with a passion for designing creative layouts where those words come alive. Carla is the owner of Clarity Design Works and specializes in designing books and marketing materials. She loves to share her knowledge, bring clarity to the design process, make the computer do the tedious stuff, and help businesses and entrepreneurs shine. Away from the computer, she enjoys hiking, cycling, the beach, and planning adventurous getaways with Jim, her husband of 22 years, and teenage daughter, Chloe. So, Carla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I gave a little bit of background, of course, on you, but can you just give us a little bit more of your background and how you got into this industry? Well, I um, I am a word person, and uh, as you heard in the description, I started off in journalism, but I was always in sort of a PR and marketing capacity, even in my uh, job world, and always preferred working with the graphic design uh, firm or agency or whatever the setup might be. I eventually uh, worked my way around to that side of the table and started doing design work in the 90s. In the late 90s, I was uh, had an opportunity to work with a book publisher in the film and entertainment industry. Nice. They had quite a large selection of titles, and I was able to work on all kinds of books, which was very exciting. And then Amazon and Kindle and the whole self-publishing world came to be, and I've just continued in this vein. Well, I know we've all heard that as a business owner, we should publish a book, right? So why should a business professional really get into the publishing of a book? Well, the reality is that these days a book is often seen as almost a a glorified business card, if you will. It sets Mm -hmm. you apart from somebody that hasn't written a book. It's not easy to do. Um, It's not a slam dunk, and it takes time, energy, and resources So the fact that you put a book together, simply putting any book together, is an achievement. And that sets you apart just for making that accomplishment. And 
the, but the reality is the content that you're creating is your story, your wisdom to share with the world. And whatever your story or your message or your experience might be, that's important information that others need to know. And it gives you the credibility that you have um, shared your story and want to help others achieve similar success to what you have. Mm-hmm. I know there's so much that goes into that, though, too. It can feel super overwhelming as well. You know, yes. so <laughs> so I guess there's balancing, you know, getting everything done to publish the book to get that credibility or visibility or, you know, other reasons. But, you know, would you say that one of the reasons people might publish a book is actually getting book sales or that really isn't something they should be considering? Um, in general, in the uh, for the self-publishing world and for somebody who was doing a book primarily for the marketing purposes of it, the credibility and the visibility, book sales is not the reason to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the margins just aren't there for making a lot of money with it. And if you're going to be someone that's going to have the ability to sell hundreds of thousands of books, you should be going down the path of traditional publishing, finding an agent, and accessing that much, much, much larger world. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, a lot of the people that I work with are professionals in whatever field that they're in, and they want to publish the book for a variety of reasons, some of which we just talked about, as well as perhaps legacy, um, just in general opportunity, speaking opportunities, that kind of thing. And that's where the book becomes a valuable marketing tool as opposed to making, you know, eight or ten dollars per book on a royalty. Right. I've actually heard someone say before, too, you should just say you're going to a networking meeting or something. And instead of having a business card, you have one of your books that you can give away. Do you recommend people doing it for that reason, too? Or like, you know, what do you think about that? Um, That's definitely a possibility. You know, there's um, books that are sort of in the 100-page range could definitely fall into that category. That works well for that purpose. Um, if, you're, if you've are if you got a, a huge story to tell or, say, a very long memoir that's getting into the 200 beyond page count, probably not going to want to haul that around to a networking event and passing mm-hmm. it out. Um, but the ones that are on the smaller side that are um, what people say you can read it in two hours, that's a very common size guideline, which doesn't help you with the word count, but um, it does tend to be around 100 pages. And yeah, um, I think it's a great thing to hand out something like that mm-hmm. in that kind of situation. And of course, I don't know the cost of doing these types of things, um, but I guess if you were going to hand out your book instead of a business card, you probably have to determine like who you would be using that for when you're handing those out at events too, like not to everyone. Absolutely. I mean, that is actually part of your, the conversation I often have with my clients at the very beginning is why are you writing this book? Answer that why. And that helps you make decisions about distribution, whether it's, I want to be on Amazon, I want to print 2000 copies and keep them in my garage. Mm -hmm. um, And who I want to hand it out. I mean, you can drill it all the way down to who do I want to hand it out to at that networking event. Mm -hmm. Well, we've talked now about Briefly, you know, you've mentioned traditional publishing and you've talked about self-publishing, you know, just as words that we've put out there. So can you actually explain the difference between the two? Well, there are those are the two primary um, paths that one can take. And I'll start off by saying that there really is not one size fits all. But in the most general terms, traditional publishing is 
when somebody works through an agent typically and they form a contract with a publishing house who is basically taking the rights to the book and then they are also going to bear the responsibility of bringing it to market. That means they get involved in the actual editing of the manuscript, the development of the cover, and then the interior formatting, all of the distribution processes. Um, The marketing aspect, it really depends on um, the publisher itself and, and the author and what they're bringing to the table as well. But these days, authors are still expected, no matter which path they take, to bear a significant portion of the marketing responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the word out about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the traditional uh, publishers are really in business to sell books. That's why they want something that is much more of a sure deal. That means an author with a track record. They're not going to, a big publisher isn't going to take a chance on somebody that is writing their first time book who has, you know, a handful of followers and really no other track record in, in that book publishing world. Mm-hmm. They are um, not risk takers in that sense. So the development of the self-publishing world has allowed uh, for people like you and me to write our own books and put them out into the world. Again, the marketing element of that equation is such that you're not going to sell very many if you don't make much effort. You need to get in there and promote it and reach out to readers and develop your audiences. But the difference between the two, the primary differences are what I boil down to is time and control. When you go down a traditional path, the time it takes to first find an agent and then have that agent find you a publisher can take months and years. And Mm -hmm. even once you make the connection with uh, and get a deal with a publisher, it's typically one to two years in production time. Just partially because there are their own lead times in the whole um, production and marketing and distribution channel process. And a lot of people are involved in the development of a book at that level. Self-publishing lets you get it to market a whole lot faster. Um, We're talking months, a few months, as opposed to, well, when I say that, I mean, when the writing is done. It takes. Right. It can take a few months to get it to market with the self-publishing world. Mm-hmm. The other primary difference is control. When you get a traditional publishing deal, you are giving up a fair amount of control of a, about the book, the look, the feel, the content. Um, you're involved, and it really depends on the arrangement that you have with the publisher. But they're footing the bill. They get to make most of the decisions. It's only fair, right? Right. It makes sense. Uh, self-publishing. <laughs> You, are, uh, you remain in control, and that does not necessarily mean you are doing all the work yourself. You can. Um, someone that wants to invent, invest the time and energy to learn how the process works and figure it all out and do it all themselves, it can be done. Um, mm-hmm. But somebody that is writing a book um, really as a marketing tool as opposed to trying to hit the New York Times bestseller list probably doesn't want to invest that kind of energy into the process and can put together a team of professionals who know the various aspects of the business to produce a really great looking book. And they still, the author still remains in control of the process because they are the, uh, the captain of the team, as it were, and they're calling the plays, but other people are executing them. Right. So would you recommend if someone is thinking about getting into writing but they've never really done before and it, and it feels overwhelming would you recommend like maybe being part of a compilation book or would you recommend still just do your own book and find a professional that can help you through these steps 
Um, I have, it, that can go really either way. If you if you come across a compilation book that makes sense for you, that is a relatively painless way to say you are a published author. If you want to add that credit to your resume in a fairly straightforward and simple way, that's a great option. Um, you, I would ask questions regarding how is that book uh, going to get out there and what generally those compilation books come with a big name associated with them. So you get to write on the coattails of that person or person's success. And mm-hmm. in that regard, that's also a benefit. Um, they may be able to hit a bestseller list and you get to claim not only that you're a published author, but you're a best-selling published author. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's a nice, easy way to get a foot in the published author door. If you have a passion uh, to tell your story, then you definitely want to write a whole book and not just a chapter in a compilation. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to, you know, step into this realm and go the self-publishing route because it's just easier, less expensive, you know, is there going to be a stigma that is like, oh, you self-published instead of going the traditional route? Um, the stigma of self-publishing is is fading away for sure. And, you know, maybe 10 years ago, it was definitely something that people didn't necessarily want to claim that that's what they did. But more and more, there are so many options available to be able to produce a very professional-looking book that uh, if you put a, a high-quality self-published book next to um, a book from a traditional big-name publisher, ideally, you can't tell them apart. You can't tell that one has lesser quality. Of course, the content is very important, too. If somebody opens the book and starts reading and it's gibberish, then right, <laughs> that wasn't worth all the money invested in the production of it. But again, you bring in a professional editor to help make the word shine and the um, presentation shine. So uh, it, I guess my point is if you are willing to put in the effort and um, a little bit of money to creating a great product, then there's no stigma associated with it. Right. So basically, so they understand they don't have to do this on their own. When, even though we're saying self-publishing, right. you still can have professionals around you helping you put together, you know, your outline of the content or proofreading it or editing it or all of those things. So it's not really you're on your own putting it out there. Absolutely. Self-publishing does not have to mean you're all by yourself at all. Um, somebody who is an author who is making a career out of being an author and wants to, you know, they are making money on their book sales. They are probably going to invest the time and energy energy to do it um, themselves because then they'll make more money per book um, that way, which makes total sense. And I get that. Um, mm-hmm. Someone like me um, and my clients, I exist to help people who are not going to make a career out of writing. It's just something on there, whether it's on their bucket list or it's a marketing objective or whatever the reason is, they want a quality book and they want it done right and they don't want to be the ones to do it. Right. Well, it looks like we're actually just about ready to take our first break. Uh, When we come back, we'll continue to chat with Carla about what's involved in publishing your book. You're listening to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break.
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Carla Green told us about her background and how she got into assisting entrepreneurs with their book publishing needs. Now let's continue our discussion to learn about the process involved. So Carla, what is the best way to self-publish? Well, I don't think there is a single best way to do it. Um, It really is not a one-size-fits-all process. And that is where I think so many people get into that world of overwhelm. Where do I start? Who do I call? What's the first step? It just is, it can be very confusing. And when you start, you know, Looking on the internet for answers, you get you you ask ten questions, you get ten different answers. <laughs> and part of it is because the technology continues to evolve. Um, various processes change over time, and if you look something up and you're referencing information from say 2016, it's likely not like that anymore. Mm. 
That's a good so, point. Yeah. And that's, an, you know, that speaks to another reason why working with a professional makes sense because it's our job to stay on top of these trends or not just trends, but changes in general and guide someone down the right path. So as far as a, the best way to self-publish, it is to, um, again, ask the question, why are you writing a book and what do you want to get out of that um, as an effort? And answers to those questions help drive decisions about distribution, um, even to down to the details of the size and format of a book. If you want a book that is um, going to be your business, car- your new business card that you can pass out at networking events, you don't want to create the uh, grand expose and that's going to run to 200 plus pages. You want a 100 page book, which is 20 to 30 thousand words, and you want to be able to have it print at a relatively low cost so you can purchase copies and hand them out like candy. So, <laughs> sorry, that wasn't... <laughs> I didn't mean you. <laughs> um, so working with um, professionals who can help you in those all those aspects of the process is a great way to uh, make it all work. The you know, basic process is to write the manuscript, get it edited, There's design work involved for the cover and the interior of the book, and then determining what the best printing process is, and um, distribution is connected to that in many cases. When people come to me and want to talk about self-publishing, that almost always means at least a component of it, if not 100% of it, means they want their book on Amazon, um, which is uh, the world of print-on-demand, and um, that's a way for... People to be able to have a published book without a huge upfront printing cost um, because a book is single book is printed when somebody orders it as opposed to printing a thousand books and then having to manage that inventory. Right. I mean, that just opens up a whole bunch of more questions for me too in terms of Amazon and all those things too. But I know there's some other things we want to talk about Um in terms of the whole process too. So obviously, like you said, there's the writing, there's editing and cover and things. So is someone having to kind of come up with the, this plan ahead of time on their own before finding a professional? Or do you recommend someone finding someone like you from the very beginning that can help them figure out even what should you be sharing? How are you going to format that? Like, what do you recommend in that process? I recommend that you at least talk with um, the various, some of the various players in this equation so that it, it will bring up questions that you haven't even thought of. I mean, you don't know what you don't know until you dig a little bit deeper. I talk to authors who haven't started writing yet, and I talk to authors who are done and they're ready to start designing right now. Um, so I that's part of the whole not one size fits all. A lot of times it's nice to have the conversation about what what does this whole world entail early on and that means I'm probably not working with that person perhaps for months but they now have way more information to start making some decisions on think about decide about you know when you're in the world of self-publishing there are things like say the ISBN number it's that ugly little barcode on the back of a cover do I need one how do I get one where does that come from those are all questions that that need to be answered and and the answer to do I need one really depends on what's your objective with the book. So I think in a lot of cases, having the conversation at least early on with someone like myself is a very good idea so that you're forewarned and forearmed. 
I would say. Mm -hmm. And I assume, you know, when someone can come to you too, you could also point them in the right direction for these other professionals that can help, whether it's someone who's going to help edit the content or design the book cover or Mm -hmm. things like that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, people like myself, we have networks of uh, the people that do the other parts of the equation that we don't do. And we have uh, resources that we can recommend and refer to. There are also companies who um, it's much more of an everything under one roof kind of approach. So if you like the one-stop shop um, opportunity, you can go that route. It tends to be um, not quite as personal especially as you get involved with bigger companies that way. So if you like putting your own team together, then um, starting with some component of it, whether it's the editor or the designer, um, and talking to them and finding out who they recommend to work with for the other parts of the project is a really great way to start putting a team together. So if someone comes to you or let's say they just want to meet with you before, you know, they start their writing, give them some ideas. And of course they do their writing now and, and they, you know, know that later on they have all these things they have to do. But if they get stuck or something, do they, they call you or is it really after all the writing is done, you help them and someone else maybe helps them with the writing? Like, I guess trying to figure out if they need some help, like when should they reach out to you or when should they reach out to maybe another professional to help them? Um, my hands-on part, because I get primarily involved in the design and production of the book, so my hands-on part begins um, really when the writing is done. But that's not to say I can't, uh, I speak with people, um, at, like I said before, at all stages of the project, and I can be the liaison with an editor, if because editing needs to happen really before I get involved, but... Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, a little side story with somebody who uh, he contacted me and he was not done with the writing, but he wanted the cover designed because he was going to do a crowdfunding campaign and mm-hmm. he wanted an image to go on that crowd crowdfunding campaign of his book. So we worked together enough that I understood what the book was about and we developed some cover concepts and uh, ended up you know, choosing one and refining it. And so he then had that image. So the cover was essentially done. He did his crowdfunding campaign, which was a success. And then he, a couple months, he took another couple of months to finish the writing. And Mm -hmm. then I came, he came back to me and we put the inside of the book together. So that's an example of, you know, a completely different path than somebody who comes to me and says, I'm completely done. I totally know what I want. This is what I have. Let's go. Mm, Okay. It's good to know because, of course, I I know a little bit about what you do, but not all the specifics. So it helps me to even understand, like, when does someone come to you? And, you know, is it early in the process, late in the process? And so I know that will be helpful for them as well. Mm -hmm. So how long does it take to publish a book? Uh, To go down the self-publishing path, again, um, assuming that the writing is done, it it can be done in two months. Um, that's that's kind of making sure everything falls into place and there's not um, a whole lot of any hiccups in the proofing process. Ideally, you allow more like three months, perhaps even more, um, just because, well, the author, like I said, in my for my clients, they are typically, this is not the only thing they are doing. So right. it needs to fit into their life. Maybe they're traveling with speaking um opportunities or just whatever demands of work maybe they're they have a job and they're writing the book in their free time so Mm -hmm. we end up 
the actual work doesn't take two or three months, but the time that you need to have all the pieces come together can take that amount of time between doing the cover design and the interior layout. Those two things, as I just uh, said in the example I gave you, they don't have to happen uh, simultaneously. They don't have to be linear. It doesn't have to be one than the other. They can happen, obviously, months apart. Um, so those are a couple of the first steps. The editing really needs to happen before any significant layout of the interior is done or you're going to have to backtrack and be making corrections in the layout after everything's been formatted, which is not the time to be doing that sort of thing. Mm. So, um, what was, oh, and then the actual publishing part of the process, once design work is done, proofs have been approved, then, um, and there may be an ebook that is desired. So then there's the ebook formatting that happens as well. Once you get to that point, then Files get submitted either to um, Amazon's print arm or there are other options besides Amazon or a commercial book printer. If somebody does want to print a thousand or two thousand copies or whatever their purposes may be, all of that process needs two to three weeks at best to happen, plus maybe shipping time if you're going to ship a large quantity of books. So it's a little bit variable, but uh, turning producing a book in a 48-hour period is <laughs> kind of a misnomer. That doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wouldn't even imagine that would be possible. So, but, um, but yeah, I know there's probably a lot of myths out there in terms of when you're going to write a book and, you know, publish your own book, how quickly that can happen. So. Right. So what does it cost to self-publish a book? Um, again, highly variable. Um, it depends on, on lots of factors in terms of, the, the, just the people that you might be even working with and what their rates are. Um, you can get cover design done on uh, some of these online platforms for a pretty low price. You can work with someone who's going to spend several hundred dollars or more. So um, it's you can, I would say a generally good quality book could be done for one to two thousand um, dollars. That's for the production, design and production part. Editing would be on top of that. That could be another one to two thousand dollars. Depends on uh, how much, what level of editing is needed, and that's something that can really only be evaluated once an editor has a chance to look over a manuscript and see what kind of shape it's in. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in very very round numbers, five thousand dollars out the door, you would have a book in hand that is very professional. Mm-hmm. And it's good for people to really realize what that number may be, too, because I think, again, there's maybe this concept of self, self-publishing self maybe isn't that expensive. But when you have to pay the professionals to help with these different tasks, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, cost a bit. Well, again, it's a question of you could do a lot of it yourself and, mm-hmm. and people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want it to stand head and shoulders, at least next to, if not above. Um, another book on the shelf, then you're going to want to invest the uh, money to make it look like that as opposed to, I mean, a book can be done in Microsoft Word and published that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But again, most of the time, people are probably running their companies or doing other things too. Yeah, so exactly. Probably exactly. don't have the, the time to do that. So obviously you mentioned the term print on demand and you may have covered, you know, this a little bit, but I just want to make sure everyone understands the concept of what print on demand really is and what does that mean? 
Print on demand is really what has made self-publishing even possible. It means that when somebody orders a book, if it's being produced in a print on demand model, then only there is no inventory. That book is printed for that one order and it is shipped out to that one person. Um, so the you know the alternative to that, of course, is printing in volume and mm-hmm. You know, depending on the kind of printer, we something like a book typically has a it has a fairly high production value because you've got a cover and you've got the insides and there's binding involved, and the fancier your book gets, the higher the cost go on all of those aspects. So that the you really need to have a uh, significant volume for the cost to come down. Mm-hmm. In the print on demand world, you give up some of the uh, ability to have fancier print options for a more economical price and you fall into the uh, available options that are offered. But that's not to say it's not good quality. Um, Mm -hmm. You have like with Amazon and then there is the primary other print on demand option is a company called Ingram Spark, which comes from a parent company, Ingram, which is the world's largest book distributor. So those two Entities both exist. They are the primary print-on-demand um, companies that fulfill all kinds of other companies' needs. So mm-hmm. in both of those worlds, you have different sizes available. Uh, Amazon only offers a paperback option. If you want hardcover, you need to go with the Ingram Spark option. Um, but you have choice of black and white interior, color interior, all kinds of different sizes. So there's still quite a lot of selection available. Um, either way that you go and that's really what makes it so affordable um, for an author to get into the publishing world and the other nice thing about the print on demand model is that there is the author's cost which is essentially the manufacturing cost and then there's the retail price whatever they might decide to sell the book for an author is able to print those get those 50 copies they might want for a speaking gig or to pass out at a networking event at that author cost not at their retail price, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I know before we, I said Amazon just makes me think of tons of questions too. And you've talked to, you know, Amazon has this print on demand. So do they just have, you know, their own like Amazon store per se, someone buys something. And then as soon as the order submitted, Amazon knows, okay, let's print this book. Yes, that's pretty much how it works. They actually have a variety of printing facilities and there's really no way to know which particular facility, if I order, order a book here in Los Angeles, it doesn't necessarily mean it's printing at its Los Angeles facility. It would, it could be printed somewhere else and it still gets shipped to me. So, yeah, there is Kindle Direct Publishing, or KDP for short, is the printing arm of Amazon. So an author is actually going to create an account with KDP and we go through that whole process to upload the files there. That is essentially the author's printer. Um, and once it's all approved, it automatically goes live on Amazon. So there's nothing then that they have to do if someone orders to say, oh, I got an order, let them know to print it. It just kind of happens automatically. It just happens automatically. And the same goes for using Ingram Spark, who also fulfills to Amazon. I don't, mm. that's that's kind of going down a rabbit hole there. I don't yeah. think we want to do that today. Yeah no. yeah, no, I'm sure there's a lot. It was just, like I said, it just makes me think of there's so many questions that yep. come about on this whole topic, and <laughs> it's new to me as well. So, But, again, I want to make sure that our listeners are just completely aware of this even potential opportunity. But right. 
Um, anyway, it's actually time to take another quick break. So be sure to hang around to hear more from Carla Grain of Clarity Design Works on the process of publishing your own book. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abandp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Today, I'm chatting with Carla Green of Clarity Design Works. Let's find a bit more information about the book publishing process. So, Carla, what types of books do business people generally write? Well, that can really run the gamut of, uh, depends on their industry. And going back, I hate to sound like a broken record, but their reason for writing the book. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it is connected to their profession. It is some aspect of the work that they do. And it could be, uh, people sometimes ask me, you know, they say they want to write a book, but they don't know where to start or what that should be. It could be something as simple as a book of tips, whether you want to go top 10 tips for whatever your business might be and kind of go deep on those 10 or make it a a shorter thing and do 50 tips um, and, and uh, be a little more succinct on each one. I did, I've done a book for a woman who is a speaking coach who actually it's 
been a very fun project. I've done both her first and second editions of it. And she wanted it to be much more about sound bites as opposed to a big, long narrative. Mm-hmm. And very, very visual. She calls it a coffee table book because every uh, page is it's full of graphics. It's either a photo or it's an illustration. Most of it is two-page spreads, two facing pages, a huge picture across with like a long paragraph, tip by tip throughout. And it's organized into chapters and, and sections. So that's one way to approach it. It wouldn't have to be a big, long narrative if, if that's not the way somebody wants to write it. Or it could be someone is sharing their uh, wisdom, their expertise from all their many years in business or their method, how they got to where they're at. That's a memoir. That's a lot of times what people write. Sometimes it's a combination of a business story with a memoir, how I got to this point in life. Those can be very, very interesting types of books. You would uh, mention the compilation early on, whether somebody chooses to participate in one and just be a single chapter in that book, or you could even choose to be the publisher yourself and... Um, Pull together others in your industry. If you're heavily into networking and you know a lot of people who do what you do, you come up with that topic and have everybody submit a chapter. And you could pull the book together yourself and be presented as the authority. Um, um, I had a client who wrote a column for his, he's a financial advisor, and he wrote a column for his local newspaper for years, financial advice column. And Mm. he eventually decided he wanted to, produced that as a book. So he pulled all those columns together. He updated them because obviously some had uh, been written a number of years ago. He organized them into sections that made logical sense for purposes of a book. And um, he had a book. So repurposing content is a great way if somebody's already sort of a prolific writer, maybe they do blogs or newsletters or whatever types of handouts they might do depending on their business. You can pull that information together, maybe just reorganize it in a certain way, and lo and behold, it can become a book as well. Mm-hmm. So that actually leads into the next question that I had for you, which was how should one get started on the writing? So obviously, this person that had a bunch of content from, from before, it made it a little bit easier to pull the information and kind of put it together. But what if someone doesn't really have you know, all of that kind of ready to put together what would you recommend their kind of how to start that process how would that be well it would be uh, I mean I am not I'm not a uh, editor I'm not a book coach but I've been involved in this process long enough to have a few suggestions for people and a lot Mm -hmm. of times what I'll do is you really want to start with sort of the outline idea and the more time and energy you put into developing an outline the easier the rest of the book comes into place. Um, One thing I like to recommend is to choose some kind of a format that makes sense for you, whether it's post-it notes or maybe three by five cards or a spreadsheet, if you're so inclined to do things that way, some way that you can have chunks of information that you can move around, whether you do it digitally on a computer or physically, say, sticking post-it notes up on the wall and write your ideas down, whether it... uh, and, and initially, don't worry that much about what level of hierarchy that idea might be. Just the various things you would want to cover in a book and start putting them. Let's just use the post-it uh, idea for the moment. Start putting them on a wall, lining them up. All these ideas, all these post-it notes go together. That looks like a chapter. Look at that. 
book is starting to take shape. And then you come up with another idea and you're like, oh, wait, this makes more sense over there. So it's an easy way to sort of move the puzzle pieces around. Mm-hmm. And, and it really helps you to start taking, having the whole idea take shape. That's a great idea. I, I think I've actually been part of two different compilation books. And I think I just kind of wrote, you know, that was me. But I think having the way that you're recommending might have been even better up front is to kind of put ideas down. But I was like, let me just put my ideas on paper, um, at least to get get the thoughts out. But so when they're creating this outline and moving things around, I mean, is there any worry at that point about like how many words per section it should be? Or that's all worried later, like as you've kind of figured out your outline, and then you just start writing it? Or like, what would you do regarding that and figuring out how much should I have in each section? I think I would um, kind of just start writing because that is that can be just such a hurdle for people to get over and to sit there and worry about, oh, how many words have I written is is just adding another roadblock, which is not needed. So if you mm-hmm. have a good outline and you can just write to that, you just keep writing. And then you have an editor and their job is to make your story even better. They're not there to change your voice. They're not there to, to make up stuff. They're there to help you um, work through what you've already created. Um, I had a client I did a book for, and once the editor got involved, we ended up having this big, long chapter divided up into three smaller ones, so that partially because it balanced out with the size of the rest of the chapters, and just because it becomes more manageable in terms of the reader uh, handling the content and understanding things as opposed to this huge chapter that goes into all these areas. It really is... A book is a hierarchy just like an outline is, and it starts mm-hmm. to fall into a logical set of levels of information. You have chapters and you have headings and subheads and sub-subheads, depending on how far down you want to drill. And it just makes sense for it to start taking that kind of a shape. Right. So once someone has kind of put together their book and they've got it published, what are the chances of a self-published book making it onto a shelf of a bookstore? Well, you know, in reality, not not great. Um, and we're t- I mean, when you ask that question, I answer it. I'm thinking of, you know, a major chain bookstore. Mm-hmm. That's not to say if you have a relationship with a local independent bookstore, you probably can talk to them and they'd be happy to help you out. That'd be awesome. Um, but to just see your book on, on the shelf of a major chain bookstore is... To me, it's a bit more about your ego than it is about the purpose of the book. And, right. and, that's, and that's fair. For some people, that's right. an important bucket list item. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And if that's really an objective, then I would recommend that you seriously look at trying to do the traditional publishing path because that is a much more likely way to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there, the reality is part of what I do in taking my clients through the process is if they do want if that is even potentially on their radar, but they still want to stay in the self-publishing world, there are ways that make it more likely that that can happen. And, and even something like using Ingram Spark, the alternative to Amazon, that puts you into the same playing field as all the other bookstore retailers in the world because their parent company is Ingram as a distributor. Mm. So once you go with them, you have the ability, maybe not to get your book on the bookshelf, but I could go into a bookstore and say, hey, I heard Candy Messer wrote this book. Do you have it? And they can look in their database and say, no, but I can order it for you. Mm, okay. So it opens up the same um, 
distribution outlets to you, whether you can end up on the shelf. Again, your marketing machine has to make that happen. Right. So obviously, if getting on the bookstore shelf isn't going to happen easily, what are some of the other ways that they can distribute their book? Um, well, speaking gigs is one of the most common, um, whether it's a corporate event or something that you're putting together yourself, workshops, that kind of thing. Uh, that is a huge amount of what I do with my clients. They are uh, creating this book that they could sell at the back of the room when they are doing some kind of an event, whether it's their own event or they're participating in somebody else's. You know, There's a lot of different ways for that to look. Um, other options would be to... Uh, Let's go back to that independent bookstore where you know somebody, you could get in there, but it doesn't have to necessarily be a bookstore. Think about other kinds of uh, stores, retail environments that might have, consider a book in a, not so much as a gift item, but they have books as part of their product offering, but they have a whole lot of other types of products as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe there's some kind of local community events you can um, connect to it really depends on the subject matter of the book as to what that might look like but it doesn't always have to just be a bookstore shelf that you're looking at Uh, trade shows often have uh, publishing booths some kind of venue where you can sell books for that particular profession that makes sense Um, you can sell direct sales from your own website that's Mm -hmm. one of the best yes you have to deal with fulfillment so again if this isn't your day job you may not want to go down that path but if you do that, then you are totally controlling the process and um, you will make the most money that way, too. Right. And while you're talking, I actually had another thought, too. And, of course, it depends on the cost of the book and kind of who is going to be receiving these bags. But I was thinking of swag bags at yes. particular you know, events or something. So depending on if your ideal customer or something that you want to have this information from is in their audience and getting the swag bag I think that would be potentially something to consider as well absolutely that is um, a great use of that hundred page book that we were talking about just Mm -hmm. to kind of put it in perspective in terms of cost the author's cost on a book like that is with something like uh, KDP which is again Amazon's printing arm the author cost is going to be two to three dollars a book Mm -hmm. so it's a pretty low cost um, to be able to have something that sets you apart from your competition that just has a business card. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So should an author have both a print book and an ebook? Um, in this day and age, I would say yes, for the most part. Um, the hesitation is depending on the content of the book. Let's go back to that book I described for my speaking coach client. Very visual, all color, doesn't really translate well into an ebook kind of format. Um, ebooks are really about the text flow, and and you're putting some of the some a good portion of the control in the hands of the reader with an ebook. They have their device; it can they can make the type bigger or smaller. So any book that is heavily invested in the physical layout of it, like a cookbook or oh, a picture right. book. They just don't translate. They do, obviously, children's books, you can see them on, say, an iPad, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you limit the number of devices that a book like that can be on. Not all of them are color devices anymore. Um, So 
If your book is primarily narrative, though, and even if you have some images and maybe some charts and things, those things can be handled. So, yes, I would say in the vast majority of cases, an ebook just gives you yet another market opportunity to uh, reach people who do want to always read books on their devices. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I was thinking while you were speaking, too. There are some people that feel like, oh, people are only reading online anymore or on devices or things. Um, there's some people like me. I still like to have a real book you know, in my hand, <laughs> too. <laughs> you know? And I'm sure my librarian friends would be, you know, yay. <laughs> so, but, uh, but so it's good to know that there are reasons why you wouldn't want to have that ebook. It's just not going to format correctly or it's not going to be easily read because, you know, the way that it would have to be created to fit onto like an iPad or someone reading on a phone or something. Right. I mean, it's just I'm not saying it can't be done. And of course, it can be done. But there are just things to think about depending on what the actual content of the book is. Um, so, right. Yeah. So I just wanted to um, tell a little bit, too, about kind of my experience since we were talking on this. I, Like I said, I just had two compilation books I was part of. I never intended to ever write anything. Um, and someone had approached me and asked and said, oh, what you have would be great. And it was, you know, going to be in this uh, book called Business Success with Ease. So I wrote kind of mistakes business owners make and how to avoid them. It was very um, kind of cut and dried and factual. And then the other one I did was more kind of telling my story of entrepreneurship and things. So you can come at it from like two different perspectives too. It could be factual or you can kind of have where you weave in that narrative. So, um, and I was scary, but but I, <laughs> I did it anyway. So I'm proud of myself to have done it, uh, but I wasn't pursuing it just, you know, to get my name in writing or anything Uh like that. But anyway, so this has been great information that you have shared. It's a great starting point. Um, But if listeners want to connect with you somehow, um, what would you, you know, say is social media, a website, a phone number, you know, go ahead and share the best ways to reach you. Um, Really, the best thing I would say is to start with my website. My company is Clarity Design Works and my website Cleverly enough is ClarityDesignWorks.com and that actually has a lot of good information just sort of about the process and what I do and also some samples of my work so you can see um, just some book formats. I sometimes have had people say, hey, I like that book that looks like such. Can you make my book like that? Mm. So anyway, that's my website. My email is Carla, that's C-A-R-L-A at ClarityDesignWorks.com. And my uh, phone number is also a great way to reach me, 310-493-8226. So um, any of those methods, I'm, I'm also on social media, but I'd say email and phone are uh, great ways to start. Okay, perfect. Again, thank you so much, Carla, for sharing your expertise with us today. I'm so glad you were a guest. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun and I've enjoyed it. And for anyone else who is interested in, you know, possibly pursuing being a published author reach out to you know to Carla have her assist you Um, but I hope you found this topic interesting and then answered some questions about the process of publishing a book if you have additional questions or comments again be sure to reach out to Carla at any of the links she shared or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com next week's topic is the different types of insurance to protect your business I hope you can join us for this presentation and please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn 
And my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week. 